much of your ego is attached to the moment that a client fires you? Does it flip your world upside down? Make you wonder what you did wrong and what you could have done better? Or does it push you to make better choices when you take new clients on? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I wanna talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women like you who wanna join our community so you can get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You could see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, we're gonna pay attention to the folks that fire us. And when they do, we're gonna remember what the great Willy Wonka always said. Strike that, reverse it. In the last week alone, I've had three different mom entrepreneurs talk to me about their great discomfort because each was fired by a client. What I don't understand that they don't understand is how that interaction, well, it's where the magic happens. I remember the days when it first started happening to me. I poured my heart and soul into the work that I did for my first clients. And because these folks were music artists that I managed, I got to know them really well, along with their families, their friends, their late night habits, and their early morning gripes. There was one singer-songwriter that I worked with so well that when we decided to part ways, it felt like a real breakup. I was devastated. I knew then that heartbreak isn't sustainable if I wanted to continue to grow a business. So I changed my tune. I stopped investing myself so deeply in my clients. I honed in on the kind of clients that I wanted. The ones that I wouldn't have to invest so incredibly deeply in. The ones that understood we'd make progress together if we treated our relationship as a business relationship, not a friendship. I trained myself to stop hoping that they liked me. Instead, I focused on whether they liked my work. It's a seemingly simple switch, but one that's really hard to make if you're really attached to the idea that people should like you for who you are rather than for the work you do. I don't know when it happened, but I soon came to love when people said no. No was a new driving force in shaping how I wanted to build my company. It was probably after the first few years of running the founding moms. We didn't charge anything at first. And once we raised our prices to a whopping $10 per month, a number of members were up in arms about it. Who did we think we were? What more would they be getting out of the founding moms now that they had to pay all that money? Soon the garbage people stopped coming. The folks that nag me relentlessly about getting free stuff, they stopped showing up. I appreciated the disappearance so much it got me excited about raising our prices even higher. When we got to $35 a month, it really separated the wheat from the chaff. At that price point, 
The folks that were truly interested in building a better business stayed with us. And the folks that were just dabbling, they disappeared. And so on and so forth. Now I love it when people turn me away. Actions speak louder than words, right? They're telling me, by their actions, that they're not ready for us. That we offer something that doesn't align with the entrepreneur that they are in that moment. It doesn't mean that they'll never come back. And in fact, I've seen people leave us and then return years later because they're in a different place. When a founding mom named Sarah recently told me about the loss of a client, I rejoiced. She was a bit taken aback by my reaction. It was understandable. She'd just explained to me how she'd worked with that client for years. This client had grown her own expectations of what the working relationship should be. She overstepped her boundaries, asked too much of Sarah, and when Sarah kindly told her that this wasn't within the confines of their business relationship, the client dumped her. She called me because she was busy questioning herself and what she could have done better. How is what she said something that triggered her client or made her client think less of her? Was it even worth asking this client to return at a discount? I'll bet you can guess what I said. It sounds a lot like, no, 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 no. Sarah was too crushed to realize that this woman was helping her out. She was taking herself out of a very inappropriate business relationship. Sarah had been telling me for a long time how this client overstepped her boundaries, and when Sarah tried to redraw them, the client wasn't interested. It helps to take stock of what happens when a business relationship ends. But the focus should be on the client's alignment to you, not the other way around. You can ask yourself questions like, where did they misstep? What did they misunderstand to be the grounds of the working relationship? Were you both getting something out of working together? It's questions like these that can help you hone in on saying yes to the next client that's the right fit for you. Some businesses do well to find people that are scatterbrained, disorganized souls if, for example, they run a professional organizing business. Others do better when they find driven, hardworking clients because they might offer marketing services and need their clients to be on the ball. You can always dive deeper to figure out what makes a client tick, why she was attracted to you in the first place, and it'll help you to refine your messaging. Case in point, Sarah used to love clients who were really needy and a wee bit addicted to her help because it made her feel really good to be needed. She's come to learn that it's been problematic, so she's changed her marketing to become clearer about the types of people that she wants to work with moving forward. When people self-select out, you should be writing them thank you notes. When people decline your services, you should appreciate their truth and your own. When people quit you, remember, it's their way of helping you to refine and shine. You don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Text me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message there so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. 
It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and anyone that said no to me for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you.